Welcome and thank you for joining us on the second of our series, Great Fund Insights, Opportunities in Alternative Investments. I'm Kamar Jaffer, a counsel in our funds and asset management practice in the Middle East. In this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Julian Ashley, my partner based in New York, to spotlight opportunities in the US. Julian advises fund managers on the structuring, formation, marketing, and financing of private investment funds, as well as institutional investors investing into private investment funds, co-investments, and direct investments. She has considerable experience in the energy and infrastructure sectors. Julian was also an executive director with JP Morgan Asset Management Infrastructure Investment Group. She'll be sharing with us her insights from both the manager and the investor perspective. Julian, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Kamar. We're seeing a lot of interest from international investors to invest in funds in the US. In fact, we're working together in representing Middle Eastern investors investing into funds in the US. So to kick off, since the onset of COVID-19, what are some of the trends you've been seeing in the US fundraising environment? How have managers been navigating the challenges of COVID-19? It's actually been a remarkably good story for fundraising during COVID-19, particularly for the larger, more established fund managers. Fundraising has really held up quite well. I think at the outset of the pandemic, there was quite a bit of uncertainty about how and if fundraising could work without the traditional roadshow full of in-person meetings. But it turns out that as we lawyers and many others have found in 2020, we can do a lot more remotely than we ever imagined. That said, while the amount of capital raised has been quite respectable compared to recent years, the number of funds receiving those commitments is down significantly. Investors are flocking to known quantities. So the major players have had huge raises and there have been far fewer new entrants. I've seen some of my smaller, more middle market clients decide to put fundraising on hold to pick it up again later in this year when hopefully it's easier to get in front of new prospects. So this echoes the fact, I guess, that institutional investors' appetite remains undiminished for alternative investments. What are some of the investment strategies and opportunities that these investors are focusing on in the U.S.? We are most definitely seeing an increased emphasis on ESG. A few years ago, that was driven by a handful of European investors, but we are seeing this emphasis spread increasingly to U.S. institutional investors as well, and fund managers ignore it at their own peril. It's especially pertinent to the energy and infrastructure investing, where investors are focused on climate change. They are keen to put their dollars towards renewable energy and other green initiatives and have been committing their funds accordingly. Based on data from Prequin, there is currently over $96 billion in dry powder sitting with specifically renewables-focused funds and $242 billion in dry powder in infrastructure-focused private investment funds, a good portion of which we can expect to see fund managers deploying in green investments in response to investors' demands for environmentally sustainable investment. Another unsurprising trend to note is investor interest in buyout funds and funds focused on distressed debt and special situations. In the current stressed economy, there is clearly significant opportunity in that space, and it's offering some potentially very good returns. And finally, in a time of global uncertainty, institutional investors worldwide seem to be focusing on investing their dollars in the core established markets of North America, Western Europe, and Asia Pacific, with less interest in emerging markets, with the exception of those institutional investors that have policy-driven mandates or impact investing goals in those regions. I expect that trend will continue at least until we are at a point where we all have better sights on what a post-COVID world looks like than we do at this moment. Biden is coming into office later this month, uh, January 2021. 
What are your thoughts on the impact of the new administration in this space? Are there any legal and or regulatory developments to watch out for? Well, in general, we can expect increased emphasis on regulation and enforcement. With the Democratic administration and Democrats controlling both houses of Congress, we can also expect another swipe at the so-called carried interest loophole. In other words, a push for carried interest to be taxed at the higher rate for ordinary income under the U.S. tax code. Currently, the rate is 20% for capital gains, which carried interest qualifies for under current law, and can be up to 37% for ordinary income. Both Democrats and Republicans have tried to change this before without success, but it is a perennial favorite to target of progressives. So we'll see if it gains traction this time around. Change in this area would be a fundamental change in terms of the economics of private funds. You can expect uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren in particular to be vocal on this point. This is a major concern of hers. And we're also seeing a heightened scrutiny of managers in the current environment. What are the areas that institutional investors are focusing on in their discussions with managers? Again, ESG. I've already spoken on the environmental aspect. So here I'll speak to the social and governance aspect. Institutional investors are focused on good citizenship and governance, both at the fund level and at the portfolio company level, and want to see a commitment from fund managers that the fund and its portfolio companies are being run in accordance with best practices, with appropriate checks on fund manager discretion and an emphasis on fund managers' fiduciary duties to investors. There is also a distinct diversity and inclusion aspect of this. Investors are demanding to see more minority and female representation on investment committees and boards. And we're working together on a number of mandates for Middle Eastern investors investing into funds in the U.S. So the market uncertainty has prompted creativity amongst managers. What are you seeing in terms of the models that are being used to attract investor interest? Both co-investments and separately managed accounts. Co-investment arrangements were growing in popularity pre-pandemic, and they remain a key tool for managers to manage fund exposure levels while also attracting institutional investors who want that direct exposure. I've definitely witnessed, together with you, Kamar, an uptick in SMAs and funds of one coming across my desk in recent months. These structures give institutional investors the opportunity to tailor investment strategy to their needs and get personalized attention from fund managers, which allows fund managers, if they have the bandwidth and interest in providing that personalized attention, to bring more assets under management. This can be a particularly good strategy for fund managers below the top tier who may be having more difficulty fundraising in COVID times. I should also mention fund managers' creativity and fund financing. I'm seeing financing facilities for funds that stray far beyond the traditional subscription line, including NAV and hybrid facilities, as well as creative whole co-financing structures that look in part to portfolio assets and in part to fund-level guarantees as security. Fund managers are keen to have the liquidity they need on hand in these uncertain times and are taking steps to ensure they won't get caught flat-footed. These are all areas where we can really help our clients structure and implement bespoke solutions tailored to what they're aiming to achieve. What about economics and fund terms? Is the pendulum swinging in favor of investors? Yes, I think so. I've seen some significant concessions on fees in recent deals, as well as on key fund terms relating to governance, such as key person events and investors' removal rights over the GP. And what's happening in the secondary space? Secondary deals slowed down significantly in 2020. We saw very little activity on that front. But what that means is there is a lot of pent-up dry powder out there for this strategy. And we may see some significant uptick in 2021 as pricing rebounds. GP-led deals are expected to be a growing trend in this space. I'm interested to see how that plays out. 
And returning to ESG, so it's clear that there's a increased emphasis on this in the US. Biden promised to spend $2 trillion on clean energy projects and infrastructure. What measures are you seeing in the industry in this regard? Well, ESG is the calling card of the day across the board, and the Biden administration's emphasis on clean energy and infrastructure investments should play into that for sure. I just hope that the Biden administration recognizes the win-win that comes from opening up opportunities for private investors to deploy capital alongside federal dollars to maximize the investments in this sector, which is desperately needed both to shore up America's aging infrastructure and expand renewable energy sources to and to boost the U.S. economy coming out of the COVID crisis. And what is your outlook for 2021? I think we'll see an uptick in fundraising and investment all of the trends that we've discussed here today, a green investment, buyout and distressed funds, creativity, I think those will all continue. I'm feeling hopeful and upbeat across the board. There is much private capital to be deployed and many economies globally in need of the investment as we all try to get back on our feet. Here's to a great 2021. Thank you, Gillian, for sharing your insights. I think this is very timely given the changes that are coming through in the US. For me, there are three key takeaways. One is that fundraising is expected to pick up in 2021 with institutional investors continuing to allocate alternative investments. Two is that investors are placing greater emphasis on all aspects of ESG. So we can see this with a focus, for example, on climate change, good citizenship, and governance at both the fund and portfolio company levels. And three is creativity. I think we're seeing a lot more creativity from managers in structuring co-investments and SMAs to attract institutional investor capital. Thank you for listening and stay safe. 